Welcome, survivors of the apocalypse. You've made it to the Zcast, and boy, do we have a treat in store for you on this midweek podcast. First off, we're glad to have you with us. I am Brad, and joining me on Z Nation tonight, we have Susan and Rhiannon. So, Rhiannon, tell us a little bit about this actor who will be joining us tonight. The multi-talented Keith Allen is an actor, writer, and director. He's no stranger to the zombie genre, having written the screenplays for two zombie movies, Zombie Night and Rise of the Zombies. Keith has also popped up in many of your favorite genre shows, from Buffy the Vampire Slayer to Charm to even Star Trek. Keith currently plays the nefarious Murphy on Z Nation, the man viewers love to hate. Murphy's the only human to survive a zombie attack, and the possible cure is in his veins. The primary plot of Z Nation revolves around transporting Murphy to the scientists on the West Coast. Keith has infused his increasingly zombie-like character with just enough humanity to keep us rooting for him, even when he does the most despicable actions. All right. Thank you very much, Keith, for joining us here on the Zcast. Well, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Oh, we love having you on here. <laughs> One of our favorite characters on the show. I personally Absolutely, love yeah. Murphy. I think he's right the best on. thing ever. <laughs> So we're going to start this up with some questions from each of us and open it up to listener questions that we have received. Susan, you care to take the first one? Sure. Well, Keith, we love to hate Murphy, and we like him sometimes and hate him again. Um, And in a couple podcasts ago, we talked about what we thought was going on in Murphy's head when he looked at the mirror in the morgue at the end of Tsunami. What do you imagine that Murphy was thinking then? (laughs) Well, you know, Murphy's actually had a few mirror moments uh, since the beginning of the uh, this uh, show, and you know, he what he's seeing is he's pro- getting progressively worse or or better, <laughs> depending on how you look at it. <laughs> but, um, yeah. So, but what he is seeing is that he is, you know changing very rapidly, and uh, it's freaking him out, and rightly so. I mean. Um, you know, he doesn't know what's going to happen to him. He doesn't know if he's going to turn into a zombie eventually. You know, he doesn't, you know, and, and he sees what happens to zombies. So, you know, it's it's, it's not a good goal. Um, and so, uh, and, and I think in that episode, uh, specifically at that moment, he sees his eyes, for one thing, uh, which that's uh, w- the first time we show that uh, Murphy's eyes are really char- starting to change. And I think that probably hits him even harder than just his skin because now it's inside, you know. Now it's not even just a superficial thing, but it's kind of in his soul, you know. Um, and uh, I think it's it's freaking him out. He doesn't know uh, what's going to happen to him, so... Okay. Speaking of the eyes, are those contacts? Or yeah, they are. Um, Corinne Foster, she does all of my makeup. She designed Murphy's look, and uh, she um, <clears throat> actually designed those contacts, and uh, they were hand-painted for us. Um, and she really wanted, and I, I think it's a great take on those, she wanted it to look like the um, virus was invading the um the iris Mm -hmm. so it looks like it's like a vine or a fungus that's growing over the cornea and getting into his eyeball which i thought was really great a great fact it looked good i mean it was really scary when we saw that yeah Mm -hmm. yeah i love them too and uh and then uh we have even a um a second set that will eventually play. I think, I don't think they play until the finale, but you know, um, yeah, his look even progresses, you know, even more. So 
I like the I, fact that in going nuclear, uh, right after the nice mouthy uh, speech that he had there, <laughs> but the sarcasm speech, <laughs> the mouthy package, oh yeah, yeah <laughs> the yeah. mouthy package, <laughs> that you could you could see that one of the shots you could see his eyes were clearly in there, and that was one of the things I really. It was a great shot that I love that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, Alex Yellen, he's our DP on all of these episodes, probably the hardest working man on the, uh, on the series, uh, because he's there for every single shot, every single shot, you know, he's, he's there. And, uh, you know, and then he has to, he goes in and helps with the colorization and, you know, setting up each shot and, you know, he, he does a great job. I've actually worked with him a couple of times. He, um, he shot uh, 11, 11, 11 for me, which was my directorial debut. And um, and we're also currently working on another project coming up. So he's he's top notch. He's really great. So you've done a lot of smaller parts in shows, and then you've written screenplays, and you've been a director. You've done quite a lot. And, and Murphy's like a really big role in Z Nation. So was that a big transition for you to go fully in front of the camera and, and kind of become, you know, basically the – the core of the spotlight of the show? Well, uh, being consistently unemployed is, you know, it's nice any way you look at it. I tell you. <laughs> you know, uh, uh, because, uh, you know, in this business uh, and so many times in my career, you know, you're working one or two days here, one or two days there, a week, couple weeks if you're lucky, you know. So, uh, yeah, to know that I, <laughs> I had a job for a few months, you know, that's that for off the bat. That's that's a great thing. But, um, you know, on top of that, that being said, there were a couple of really great things about this role for me. One uh, was that it took me back up to the northwest. We shoot in Spokane and um, I lived in Seattle for about 10 years. So there was a nice sense of coming home, going back up to the northwest. It's so beautiful up there. And and, uh, you know, I just I really appreciate how clean and beautiful and overridden with nature it is. So, so that was wonderful. But, um, you know, also, and quite frankly, I hadn't even read a full script. I don't think by the time I got cast. So I'd been told a little bit about the character. Um, but all, all that I had, uh, read was maybe four pages of dialogue for my audition. And so, I really didn't have a, a strong sense of what the character was going to be like uh, overall and um, and what direction they were going to take him in. So I, I sort of learned as we went, you know, and uh, which which was great because I didn't have any really uh, any preconceived notions of who he was. So week to week as I got the script, um as he's evolving, so am I, uh, you know, I, I am sorting, taking what the writers are giving me and going, okay, how do I build that into what my initial thoughts were of the character and where I'd like to see him go, you know? And so it becomes a, a great collaboration of building this character. Um, and, uh, you, you kind of just punt sometimes, sometimes you don't know exactly what's going to happen. <laughs> so, uh, which I think is the most thrilling part about acting is that, uh, you know, when, when you, you are caught off guard, I think that's the most exciting stuff. Like, but as far as like, um, you know, I, I, I started off as an actor. That was my first, uh, love. And, uh, so yeah, being in front of the camera and just focusing on a character, uh, I love it. I, I I can't get enough of it. There's been such a great change between 
episode one Murphy and now it's just yeah it's such a great <laughs> arc with him yeah you know and I you have to give credit to the uh, show creator Carl Schaefer uh, and Craig Engler Engling Engler sorry um, that uh, you know they aren't afraid to move this show along you know it mm-hmm. does not sit <laughs> on its haunches at all it really uh, they move. And, uh, you know, to see him, my character, start from episode one to where we are now, which is, what, 10, right. uh, 11? 10. Um, yeah, 10. It's, it's a huge transformation in this character. And I, for one, think that's interesting. It's, it, it's, it's the way to go. I think, you know, you want people are, are interested to see what's going to happen to him next, you know? Mm-hmm. We sure are. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so am I. <laughs> <laughs> We're so invested. Yes. <laughs> right on. So the other week we had uh, Eric C. Anderson on here with us, and we were talking about a certain scene from Welcome to Fubar that I noticed, and he wanted me to bring this up, and I wanted to actually know the real answer to it also, if you happen to know. Okay. I forgot the guy's name, but outside the bar, Murphy is fighting for a set of keys. Foreman. Foreman. Yeah. And he ends up biting him on the neck and knocks him down. Once he's down, Murphy grabs a set of the uh, the skull key from him. Mm-hmm. Was that an actual vehicle key or was that a blank key? Because it sure looked like a blank key to me. <laughs> you know, <laughs> now that you mentioned it, I think it was a blank key. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, you know, which is one of the reasons why it wouldn't work in the damn door when I was trying to open it <laughs> and I get busted. So uh, now whether or not they, they did that on purpose, I don't know. I don't think so. I think it was just a mistake. <laughs> but uh, the... Um, but, yeah, certainly when I put that key in the lock, uh, that door didn't open. So, you know, you can justify it any way you want, I suppose. But, uh, yeah. See, there's a whole thing of what Brad only sees on the on the podcast. Right. <laughs> and he tends to put it on Twitter. And Oh, sure. You know, you know, there are those people out there with eagle eyes, man, that, you know, that are that catch things that, you know, sometimes we – because we, quite frankly, we move so fast in the show. We shoot an episode every six days. And uh, for a show like this with, uh, you know, many locations and special effects makeup and uh, extras, uh, you know, all our zombies. And uh, it's, it's very fast for a show like this. It really should be like a 10-day shoot. Mm-hmm. And we do it in six. So, you know... Uh, sadly, once in a while, things are going to, you know, get, uh, get lost. But however, if that's the worst that it gets, uh, you know, I think we're all right. (laughs) I tell Brad, he's going to end up with zombies at his door if he keeps it up. (laughs) I I just look at things and notice. And actually when we had Eric on here and he was talking about doing the editing, it gave me a whole new, um, uh, appreciation. Appreciation. Thank you (laughs) for, all the work that's put into it, and it's oh, just yeah. one of those. I it's I noticed it, but it was just one of those. Hey, look, it's not a right, but well, it makes a big difference for me. Sure, you know, of course, of course, you know. I, I well, on that note, I got to give big props to our our crew, our um, the all the people that work on the show. They're really putting in, you know, everything they got into the show, which makes a huge difference in as far as like. The props, the set decoration, the costume, the makeup, the wardrobe, um, and the editing, the sound design, you know, it's it's really, uh, you know, people are really stepping up their game for this show, mm-hmm. which I think is paying off for us. I think, you know, um, as far as like by asylum standards, you know, which who did Sharknado, 
You know, this is, uh, I, I think, a different kind of quality for mm -hmm. them, you know, with, with their production values. And uh, so, you know, my hat's off to them because I think they really wanted to sort of reinvent what Asylum represents, you know. And I think they're doing it fantastically with this show. I would have to agree with that. Definitely. Yeah, I, uh, I totally agree. And there's a lot of people who are like, oh, it's going to be an asylum show. It's going to be right. horrible. And mm -hmm. I watched the first episode and I told my fans, you know, I'm like, y'all need to watch this. Right. And, they, and they were like, I'm like, if you liked my, my books, you will like this. Because in my books have dark humor in it and stuff too. Right. And I said, you will <laughs> like this. And right. so then a bunch of, bunch of them ended up watching it and then they're like oh yeah you're right it's actually right. not sharknado you know right. well <laughs> so. i have to say i was pleasantly surprised having worked with asylum uh you know i know i know what their films are you know and and they don't have any pretension about what they are you know they know what kind of movies they're making but it was really nice to see them doing something different that had more uh integrity i think than than a lot of their other films which are just you know they're the, you know a lot of their films are just fun for the sake of being fun but this show has got some real heart to it and um, and they're, they've really committed to making this, uh, you know, up, upping their game with this with this show. So, so hats off to them. Well, we have some questions from um, some of our Facebook uh, group members. Um, first, with Bernadette, um, she would love to know uh, how you feel about playing someone with such a questionable character, mm. and she wonders if. Murphy will get an actual zombie girlfriend or would that be crossing the line? <laughs> well, um, first of all, I'll say that, you know, Murphy's romantic life. Um, I don't think it is out of the question. Um, okay. uh, you'll see uh, in an episode coming up uh, that, you know, Murphy, it, some, some people, are actually quite attracted to Murphy. So <laughs> and that's all I'll say about that because it's a, it's a fun scene. Um, you know, I, I, I think Murphy's uh, character and his integrity, I think, you know, he's gotten a raw deal from the get go. You know, he was in prison for a white collar crime doing his time. The apocalypse breaks out and all of a sudden now he's human guinea pig. And, uh, you know, he was a prisoner while he was in prison, obviously, but also now he's a prisoner now that he's out of prison. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he is basically a human experiment. And uh, I think anytime your freedom is taken away from you like that, yeah, I think you've got plenty of reason to be cranky. And, um, and on top of that, you know, he's lost everything just like everybody else. You know, he had family. You know, he had friends. He had a life before all of this. And, you know, it's it's all been taken away from him also. So I, I don't really see him as being a, um, a, a negative or mean character. I think maybe he doesn't know how to censor himself <laughs> and <laughs> speaks his mind much more than everyone else. Yeah. But oftentimes you'll notice that if they just listen to what Murphy said, <laughs> things would have turned out better, but no, you know, they don't want to do the right, you know, thing for their conscience and, you know, and then they get killed in the end. So, you know, 
So he he's very pragmatic, but you know, oftentimes they don't listen to him, and it's it, and it's the unpopular you know opinion that Murphy seems to voice often. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's true. <laughs> so uh, one of our listeners, Mark. Uh, he made more of a comment than a question, but he says he wants you to know that Murphy gave him the heebie-jeebies in the last episode. <laughs> and he goes and asked for his new girlfriend in the last episode. He kind of like put dot, dot, dot. So I think um, there was a little discussion going on about this is uh, the Amelia following Murphy like a puppy dog. Right. And, and, and people were calling Amelia Murphy's girlfriend. So. Right. <laughs> Just, right, right. I thought it was cute that he thought you gave him the heebie-jeebies. And, uh, and he <laughs> does give me the heebie-jeebies on occasion. Well, that's I'm, what we should. I mean, yeah, <laughs> uh, absolutely. I mean, we don't know what he's what he is going to become or even capable of. And I think Murphy doesn't even quite know at this point. You know what he is capable of, and which is one of the things I think is most interesting about this character is that he's often getting surprised himself of for someone who really thinks he knows himself well now he's becoming something completely different than who he was and within that i think it changes um his uh probably his his brain and instincts also so um yeah so i think he he he's given himself the heebie-jeebies that's part of why he reacts so strongly when he's like looks in the mirror he's like oh my god look look, look at me what what am I? So there's that, and um, yeah, the uh, about Murphy's girlfriend. You know, she was great. I love working with her, and uh, um, you know, that's a new thing for Murphy also to have zombies that are actually now they're now they're coming to him. Mm-hmm. You know, we've had touches of them sort of being mesmerized by him and and looking at him like for answers of some. T- Kind, but this is really the first time that now they are actually drawn to him. And uh, again, I think it's another one of those things that's freaking him out too. He's like, "What do I do with that? I don't know, I got, I don't know what to do with that." You know, you keep following me around. What do I do? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Go home. <laughs> yeah, it, it's like a lost puppy. Okay, we got a uh, voicemail from Hillary here. Mm-hmm. Hi, I had a question for Keith Allen. I heard you guys are having him on the next podcast. Um, Murphy's a really compelling character for various reasons, including Keith's awesome portrayal. And I was wondering how much of that character came from Keith himself versus the writers um, and the direction so forth. What's kind of the percentage of blend there? Uh, Because there's so much to Murphy that's very lighthearted and also some stuff that's very, very heavy. Thanks. Ah, well, you know, I would say one thing that I am really loving about this show is it, it, it has been a very open collaborative process with the uh, show writers and the show creator. They are very open to hearing uh, our opinions and, um, you know, they don't always agree with them, but oftentimes they will and um, they will adjust the script uh, to um, our thoughts about maybe would it be interesting if Murphy did this or so, you know, um, they laid the groundwork and then I am able to throw in my two cents. And uh, oftentimes, you know, they will accommodate that because, um, you know, 
it's it's interesting when you're starting a character from scratch as we did um that you know they're not exactly 100% sure what this character is going to be what you know and so that's part of what i am able to bring to the table is another perspective on him and you know and try and keep him not only real but um giving him as much depth as possible so he doesn't become just an evil villain but he becomes uh something with uh different levels of um emotion and uh tenderness and vulnerability uh on on top of you know his fears and faults so um I, I'm very lucky that it is that kind of show where I am able to throw in and uh, and they listen. Well, along those lines, also, uh, Marianne asked how much of Murphy's behavior is Murphy and how much is a result of him being strapped down to the table and nearly eaten alive by Z's. Yeah. Well, I think that, you know, I would say, you know, he probably, you know, he was in prison, so that that wasn't a tough or a, uh, an easy road to begin with, right. <laughs> where, mm. you know, and probably Murphy's uh, sense of humor and uh, his um, attitude were survival skills for him in prison, probably as in life even before that, but he, he, I'm sure he honed these skills while he was in prison. Um, but, you know... And then to have the whole uh, zombie attack while you're strapped down to the table Mm -hmm. on top of that. Yeah, he's so over it. You know, he's like, look, I didn't ask for this. I didn't want it. I didn't want to save humanity. I didn't want to be your lab rat. But here I am. So, you know, deal with it. So, you know, I think it's it's probably a good percentage of both that, um, you know, he was he was going down that road already, and then you know the getting bit up by eight zombies on top of that, it just pushed him over the edge, and now he doesn't you know he doesn't care what anyone thinks. <laughs> well, then he also had that point where right before that, the other guy gets injected and totally dies off. <laughs> so right. Yeah. This right. could happen yeah. to you. You're next. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 And he's begging for his life. He's pleading and begging, and then they leave him. <laughs> you know, not <laughs> only do they like. You know, they inject him, then they leave him. They yeah. walk away. And I'm like, well, you know, thanks for caring. You know. This kind of ties into the whole attack scene. Um, Everard wants to uh, know how long you spend in makeup before every shoot. And also, are your bites a suit? Ah. Um, well, I will spend anywhere from about an hour to four hours in makeup. Uh, it will depend on if the bites uh, play. Um, those take quite a bit of time. Again, that's Corinne Foster, uh, who designed, uh, the, the, all those. And, uh, she, she applies them one at a time and, uh, and then hand paints them, uh, one at a time. And so whenever, you know, they play, that means my, the rest of my body needs to be painted and, uh, textured and all that jazz. So, uh, no, it's not a suit. They are individual bites or pieces, latex pieces, and they're only used once. So, you know, they have to make them every time we, um, every time we use them. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it can be quite a long process sometimes. <laughs> quite frankly, there's been a couple of times where I'll just fall asleep in the chair while she's working because you know 
I'll have to get there at like 4.30 in the morning and be exhausted. And, you know, I just knock out while she like goes to work on my chest. But, um, but you know, she's amazing and she's such a perfectionist and so into detail that, you know, it's really worth it for them to, uh, you know, take their time to make sure those look good. Cause I mean, they look fantastic on film. I mean, they Thank look, you. they look just disgusting and <laughs> want to have that sort of knee jerk, uh, reaction to something like that. I mean, who, who wants a, uh, you know, a zombie horror movie that doesn't gross you out to some degree, you know, <laughs> you, you have to have that visceral, like, Oh my God. Um, that's part of the fun of it. And so, and she loves it. She gets into it. And she's really all about, you know, painting on my veins and my scars and, you know, and progressing the bites a little bit so they look like they're rotting some. And, you know, so they'll change even from episode to episode to, to some degree. So I noticed that, actually. Mm-hmm. And that really yeah. grossed me out. I think one of the last times we saw his mm-hmm. chest, um, the, my, my friend that I watch it with, both of us just gasped at the same time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're gnarly. And they, they look great in person, too. You know, I'll, after I you know, walk out of the makeup trailer, I'll walk out and people are like, oh, my God. You know? <laughs> These are people working on the show and they already know it's coming. But, you know, it is that just, you know, they look so real. So, you know, people just have that, that you know, knee-jerk reaction to it. And they look painful. I think that's the other thing. Like the right. makeup's done yeah. so well that they just look yeah. like they would hurt. Yeah, right. Yeah, they look like they hurt. <laughs> it's yeah. like, Ow. They don't heal like regular wounds. <laughs> right, exactly. They just kind of stay open and yeah. rot a little bit around the edges. Get them no dogs. wonder Murphy's in such a bad mood all the time. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we got another voicemail here from Eric. Hi, this is Eric C. Anderson calling in to ask Keith, a question. Well, well. Keith, um, it's been a little bit of a controversy in the cutting room about your motivations in the episode Tsunami, your motivations on why you let the father through the door. So I was wondering, and we kind of know what Carl said and everything, but I was wondering for you as the actor who plays Murphy, what your thoughts were at that moment as you... Let that zombie through the door. Well, um, I think, uh, Eric, if you don't r- realize this, Eric is one of the editors on our show. Yeah, we had him okay. on with us. Oh, that's last right. Week. You guys had him on the show. So, uh, yeah. So, um, you know, that, that scene, which I love, I think it's very telling about Murphy and uh, about you know, who he is as a person. And I know, I knew it was going to like upset some people, which I love. I'm like, oh, awesome. Uh, (laughs) Because, because you don't want to, you know, simply just fall in love with this guy. You want to, you know, you, it's a love hate relationship with this character. And I think the more they, they uh, can hone that, I think, you know, the better it is. Um, It makes it more interesting. I think for me, um, it was his, <clears throat> that that letting the father in was Murphy's idea of mercy. It was he he couldn't kill them himself, those the mother and child, and yet he knew they weren't gonna make it. They just weren't gonna make it. The woman couldn't even like come at me with a knife for one thing, you know. All I had to do was give her a look and a little growl, and she's like mm, frozen in her tracks. They didn't have any food because I took it. So um <laughs> 
you know, their chances of survival were not good. And then on top of that, you know, it was her husband and their father. And I think in Murphy's mind, he is reuniting them and sort of putting everyone out of their misery right now. Let's just get it over with. So, you know, in in a sense, he felt like he did the right thing. So they're going to be a little zombie family. Yep. <laughs> That's what I said. You know, that family. is what you said, Brad. Well, so Brad that. was right again. God, Brad. <laughs> it, it's one of the most controversial controversial scenes we've discussed on the podcast and in and seeing discussions on Twitter and Facebook was that one scene and everybody had their own theory. So right, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> Glad to know mine was the right one. Yes, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Rhiannon? Oh, me? Um, so Adam wants to know, uh, how much of your lines are scripted or are they improvised? Uh, he, he says that he thinks feels like you would make up most of the lines because you embody Murphy so well. Ah, so- <laughs> well, that's kind. Um, you know, what I, what I will do um, is that it's uh, – most of it is written and then I will – often tweak my lines just slightly so it, it's a little more uh, the way that I, I think Murphy would speak. And um, and I'll add a little bit here and there, you know. Um, uh, usually, and I'm, I'm able to talk to the writers and say, hey, are you guys okay with this? You know, you don't want to step on anyone's toes. It is their work also. But, you know, I do want it to sound as natural as possible and feel as natural as possible. So, you know, again, it's it's a nice collaborative effort where I can say, hey, how about if I say it like this instead? And they'll go, oh, yeah. Okay, great. You know, so so that that's great. So generally the idea is already there. I'll just sometimes tweak it just slightly to to give it a little more of a Murphy edge. So what would be your favorite slightly tweaked Murphy line then for? Oh, you know what? Well, <laughs> my favorite slightly, slightly tweaked Murphy line they didn't use. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, the episode where we were, uh, where I come out of the cage and I'm talking to the, uh, you know, the cult, you know, mm-hmm. proclaiming that I'm the Messiah. And, um, Basically, <laughs> I said uh, what how I tweaked it was uh, I said I'm not your one of your flock brother. I'm your goddamn messiah, and I threw in the goddamn because I thought it was great. I like oh that's pretty fantastic, <laughs> and uh, you know they let me say it every take except one. They're like, well, give us one without it so we can have it, and I'm like, okay, great. And then they didn't use it, so <laughs> sadly they didn't use my favorite one. But I thought it was great. I think that sounds, sounds better. <laughs> it's a very Murphy comment. Yes. I know, right? It is. Yeah, yeah. It is. Yeah. So. But you win some, you lose some. That's sort of the way it goes. (laughs) And one one of Murphy's comments uh, in this last episode, he said he's not like other boys. Was that like a little nod to uh, the Michael Jackson thriller? He's not like other guys. (laughs) Or or am I just, is is this a thing only Susan sees? Wow, you know what? I didn't even think about that. But that does sound right. (laughs) I did not even think about that. 
You know, I know they do that often. They will throw in these little things. And sometimes we don't get a chance to talk to the writer uh, until after the fact. And, you know, sometimes I miss them. I'm like, oh, that that's what that means. <laughs> I had no idea. And so, but I, I like that, that idea. Uh, I'll check into it. But uh, yeah, that sounds right to me. Okay. <laughs> they're they're often throw, often throwing nods at you know classic you know uh, movies and shows and uh, dead walking and you know all all mm. kinds of little things like that 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 you know they're they're hoping that the fans will will pick up on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've caught quite a few of them, and it's great. You probably caught more than I did, quite frankly, because <laughs> <laughs> I'm busy. I'm like I, I got <laughs> I got, got acting uh, to do, you know. <laughs> Like I said, six day work week. You you're you don't have time to like think too much. <laughs> and Jennifer had a commented question um, in the last episode. Uh, he stops the rest of the group from killing Amelia, pointing out that she wasn't attacking them and suggesting they try a different kind of mercy. Right. Um, given that you that that Murphy knows that most humans would say, "I never want to be like that," and that. Uh, Murphy would never have chosen to become King Z himself, given the option. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, how does he possibly see it as mercy to leave her in that state? Well, I think, you know, for one, he's starting to see himself become more zombie-ish. So he's starting to see within himself their perspective. And, you know, it's becoming more of who he is and he's sort of saying maybe we got it wrong maybe maybe being a zombie isn't the worst thing that could happen to them maybe death is the worst thing that could happen to them and maybe it's not up to us to play god you know that um that it is awfully arrogant for us to say well they're not people anymore and i think murphy's saying we don't know that for sure you you can't know that for sure that maybe they are in there. Maybe there's. Maybe they are. You know, content in their own brain-eating way. You know, and um, maybe we should just let them do their thing. And and maybe they will just. You know, uh, uh, the the issue will resolve itself instead of us trying to exterminate. You know, the zombie race. They'll go ahead and take care of everything how they need to. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah um, that makes I, sense. Yeah. <laughs> some people, you know, have glasses. Some people eat brains. You know, like, <laughs> you know each is own. Tomatoes. Who are we brain. the judge? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we got a uh, voicemail here from Lance with a question. Hey guys, it's Lance. I just wanted to say I love the podcast each week and keep up the great work. Um, I have a question for Keith. First, though, I just want to thank him for taking his time and connecting with his fans. I think that's pretty awesome. Um, I think he's an amazing actor and don't know if anyone could play the role of Murphy as well as he does. Um, my question for him is what's been your biggest achievement in the field of acting and what is one goal you have for your career in the future? Thanks again. Oh, thank you. Nice. Um, (laughs) well, let's see. God, my biggest achievement. Oh, wow. Well, you know, it's it that's it's a little hard to say because I mean, this is certainly the biggest job I've ever had with the most exposure that I've had. And um, you know, it's the longest uh, you know, that I've had to sort of develop a character and a role. So so 
in, in those terms, I mean, this job is is really amazing for me. Um, not only because I'm I'm having a great time doing it, but I I I'm happy with the work I'm doing, and it's uh, I I feel like I am rising to the challenge of the demands of this script and the character. And, and on top of that, I, I, I do feel like I'm, I'm, I'm throwing in my own two cents with it. So, um, so I would have to say probably this is my, my favorite, uh, role as an, as an actor. And, and as far as, um, development and longevity goes. Um, but that being said, I've also, um, over the past few years started writing and, uh, that wasn't even something I really ever contemplated. Uh, the opportunity just sort of presented itself to me and, um, I wound up, you know, I've written oh, I guess four or five screenplays now and, uh, you know, turns out I'm, I'm pretty good. <laughs> it's, uh, <laughs> part of it is, uh, from acting and watching movies so much that, you know, I have an idea of what what it means, what it takes to entertain me, and then I, I, I am able to sort of translate that onto the page. Mm-hmm. And um, and then you know a few years ago I started uh, directing also, and that's a whole different series of challenges. But uh, I love it also. I love the control that you you get with it because it becomes your vision. You know, you get to see your your the picture in your brain come to life and um and then you it's so great especially when you're you're working on a project that you get to collaborate with other artists that are bringing their stuff to the table and that will change your vision slightly so you have to be able to be malleable with your thoughts of what you thought it was going to be but oh this idea is better this guy has got a better idea let's do that you know so uh i mean i love it i i just love it and uh so i i i'm i'm having the time of my life right now with this character but i am looking forward to directing uh and writing something else in the near future do you think you'll direct an episode of uh, z nation hell yeah awesome <laughs> looking forward to that yeah, I, I do. You know, I'm not sure if it'll happen, you know, this next season or not. But uh, yes, I certainly do. I uh, um, and hopefully write one. You know, I um, I'm talking to the guys already about it. And uh, so we'll see. But yeah. Yeah. If I if I have my way about it. Hell yes. That's awesome. So um, Lucia, one of your fans, mm-hmm. uh, she basically wrote this message for you. Wow, you're handsome. With the makeup, you look so grody. <laughs> and, and that was in a response to the when we, we were promoting that you're going to be on the show. We had your headshot, and then oh, we right. had the picture of Murphy side by side, and she was – so, yes, Lucia thinks you're handsome. There you go. Oh, well, well thank you. You know, I, it, it, it's all relative. I mean, when you're starting from where I start from with Murphy, and that's what they see first – uh. You know? <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't look like the king of the zombies in real life. Oh my god, such a relief. It doesn't take much to make you look, you know, you know, a hundred percent better. You know, just a fucking, you know, a handy wipe or something. You know, <laughs> and all of a sudden you look so much better. So, but that's very kind. I appreciate it, Susan. Uh, Julia it has a question. Is Murphy physically degrading and evolve, evolving humanly? Um, 
Well, what's happening to Murphy um, is that he's actually becoming stronger. Um, I don't know if it's humanly or inhumanly, but um, physically he is becoming uh, much more uh, his his body is evolving as as well as his his mind he, as as the zombie virus starts to um, take over and and uh, kind of blend with his own DNA. He's becoming a different kind of animal. He uh, in the uh, tsunami episode, we see that um, you know Murphy's got all the energy. He's like, come on, everyone, get up, you know, and everyone else is. On the ground, you know, dying of hunger and thirst. And Murphy's like, all right, come on, let's go, let's go, let's go. So, you know, there's uh, obviously something about him that that's shifting and changing his physiology. So um, where that goes, um, well, there's some good stuff coming up in the next few episodes, that's all. So watch. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> and we got the uh, last voicemail here. Well, the last voicemail. We got a couple other questions. But the last voicemail comes from uh, Court. Hey, guys. It's Court. Um, hi, Keith. Hi. Uh, first, <laughs> I just wanted to say how very much I am enjoying this experience that is Z Nation. It's different from what we've seen before, but different in a really awesome way. So please keep doing everything you guys are doing. Um, Murphy is definitely a character that I look forward to seeing every week. Uh, you're not really sure what you're going to get with him, good or bad, but I do, uh, I love Murphy, so keep it up. Um, my question is, uh, Murphy is such a morally ambiguous character. Um, like, what first attracted you to the character that you wanted to play him? How do you get in that particular headspace, and what is the most outrageous thing that he's done? All right. <laughs> That's my question. Thank you. Love the show. Keep it up. Awesome. All right. Well, <laughs> thank you. Um, you know, I uh, I've always thought in my mind that you know the um, that one of my my breakout role would be a villain. You know, I just sort of have that in me. Um, not that I'm an evil person most of the time, but <laughs> um, <laughs> but you know, I certainly have uh, that uh, quality in me that reads. You know. Um, not the nicest guy on the planet. So, um, but that being said, uh, I think there, that Murphy's, uh, as we start to peel off the layers of the onion with him, we start to see, um, you know, his tenderness and his soft side and his, uh, you know, basically what he is defending, with all of his, you know, curt remarks and uh, his whole demeanor is, I think, a very sensitive and probably damaged human being. And I love that idea. I love that we just see little bits, little pieces here and there of, of you know, um, this, this man's vulnerability. And, uh, and, you know, his, his whole, uh, armor, it's just a front and a defense mechanism. So that's, that's one of the, um, what things that really drew me to this character and, and the role and why, why I love playing it. Um, one of the, uh, strangest things I did, which, um, <laughs> again, something that did not get used in the show, which kills me, but, um, 
in the uh, uh, zombie NATO episode where we, uh, you know, we're holed up in the house and my hair starts coming out in the bathroom. My, Murphy's freaking out because, uh, you know, he's his hair's falling out in clumps and his skin looks awful and the bites are looking worse. Well, um, I had about, I guess, four months before uh, getting this job, I went hiking down to the bottom of the Grand Canyon. And you hike down for about five hours going down. And by the time I got back up, my two of my toenails were black from, from just hiking. And so when I got the, uh, the script and I read the first episode that said, like, Murphy pulls a tooth out of his head, I'm like, oh. Awesome. So I go to the producers and I go, you know, I've got a couple of toenails that are going to come off. And I think we need to get that on film. And they're like, yes, absolutely. Yes. Tell us when. Keep us posted. When's the toenail coming off? So every few weeks they'd ask me, like, when's your toenail coming off? I'm like, I don't know. It seems like maybe it's got another week or two. And so it just happened to coincide with that episode and that scene that my toenail was just about ready to come off. And so anyhow, we're filming that scene and uh, uh, makeup put a little bit of fresh blood underneath the toenail. And, uh, you know, I knew I only had one shot at this thing. And so we go and we're rolling and action and I start to pull off my toenail and one corner of it was still attached and oh. <laughs> I'm trying to pull out and it kind of hurt, but I'm like, I knew I had to get it cause I only had one take. So I got it and then I pull it and then I start twisting it and turn it and turn it and turn it. And finally it pops off. It was disgusting. And, um, you know, some of the people on the crew did not even realize that was my own toenail until we're shooting it. And I had people that were gagging in their own mouth. You know, they were just throwing up a little bit. They were like, Oh my God, this is disgusting. And I thought it was genius. I think people would have tuned in just to see me pull off my actual toenail. <laughs> and, they, and they didn't use it. I'm sure it's going to wind up on a DVD extras thing somewhere, but uh, but sadly, it did not make the cut of that episode. It's Probably kind of like, because it was too real and too gross. <laughs> no, it's very possible, but oh, uh, you know, <laughs> it's not you can every... watch the pimple popping. Uh, Right. Videos on YouTube. All exactly. The time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how that would have tweeted out. Like, <laughs> coming off. Yeah, it's not every day you get a real toenail falling off on film. I know. I mean, I know. I just think it was a wasted opportunity. Suffering for his art. Exactly. <laughs> so um, there was a Veronica and her son Zachary uh, would like to know, and this kind of get, you, you mentioned the 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 uh, Zenato one uh, home sweet zombie episode. Uh, they want to know if the zombie cuddling was scripted or if that was you. Um, uh, no, that was actually scripted, and um, I I love that moment. I mean, uh, Phil, the guy who played that zombie, he's he was on the show a couple of times. He's actually a double amputee, and um, they're like, "Great, can you come in and take your legs off?" And he's like, "Yeah, sure." You know, he's having a blast. This guy, he's fantastic, <laughs> and um, you know that moment, you know. And he's not really an actor, but, you know, I told him what I was going to do and what I wanted to do and how I wanted this scene to go. And he was really cool and, you know, uh, happy to be there and happy to work with me on it. And so I really love that scene a lot because I think, one, it really shows 
Murphy's vulnerability, and but it also shows a tenderness in him and a, a sort of affection for these monsters that no one else seems to have. And um, I think it's very telling about Murphy's headspace and, you know, the fact that they just kill him like he's a piece of meat. And, you know, the moment when uh, the the Murphy pulls him on top of him and is just kind of holding him, you know, like a, a dead friend. Um, I, I think it's a really tender and, and touching moment. And, uh, and then of course, Murphy, the whole thing kind of catches up with Murphy and then he realizes what he's doing. And he's like, I can't, I got to get the hell out of here. I can't, this is, it's too much for me. I can't, I can't handle it. And you know, then even he just has to walk away from the whole thing. But, uh, no, that was in the script and I was, I was really happy with uh, the way it turned out. It was it's a really good one on that one. It's the whole, yeah. <laughs> I, I was just one of those scenes where he's looking and I'm just like, he's there. <laughs> it's the transformation going. Mm-hmm. It was unsettling too. Well, it was yep. it was a big contrast to when Murphy was absolutely terrified of the zombies and, right. and freaking out, and then he's like cuddling with one, and right. it was like, right. oh my god, he's right. this is not a good sign, maybe. Right. <laughs> right. Well, they also have that great shot where you know uh, Murphy's looking in his eyes, and they go back and forth from my eyes to his eyes, to my eyes to his eyes. You know, mm-hmm. which is you know it's sort of it's a a, a technical uh, you know trick or or uh, uh basically a, a uh choice to sort of showing us sort of blending and merging as as one one person right and it, that's the scene that got me all tongue-tied there i really <laughs> that's exactly how you said merging as one person i really took right. it that way also he's right. looking into he's looking at himself right yeah mm-hmm. yeah that's basically how i took it there susan um lindsay asked uh about is there anything embarrassing or unexpected that happened to you on set this season that you would like to tell us? Hmm. Let me think. Hmm. Embarrassing or unexpected? Hmm. Uh, you know, not that I can think of off the top of my head. I mean, I'm sure I'm embarrassed constantly <laughs> and, <laughs> and I know there's certainly unexpected things that happen all the time, you know, like you'll be running and then you just fall on your ass, you know, and like, um, all right, well get up and keep running, you know? So, uh, um, you know, certainly things like that happen, but you know, nothing that really stood out in my mind as, as incredibly embarrassing that, uh, you know, <laughs> I hope no one got a video of that because quite frankly, I think it's all good fun, you know? And, uh, I, I sort of love making an ass of myself. So that's that's one of the reasons I'm an actor. So mm-hmm. <laughs> it's all good with me. <laughs> okay, we've got two more questions to go here, and then we'll wrap it up on this. We got an email in from Bev. It says a two parter because we're anticipating the first one won't get answered. She said, Can you tell us anything about Murphy's background that hasn't already been revealed on the show? In anticipation of disallowance of my answering my previous question, I follow with this. Would you say that Murphy's mannerisms are more of a result of, of his time in prison or of his life before he was put away? Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, uh, we uh, we are going to eventually get into Murphy's uh, backstory. And, uh, you know, quite frankly, it, it 
that that hasn't been written. I mean, I've I have my own ideas of of what has happened to him, and I and I've shared those ideas with the show creator and uh, um, the writers. Um, so when we get to that point, you know, I, I'm sure I'll I'll get to throw in my two cents about where I think he came from and what his life was like. But I can't tell you anything concrete because, you know, we haven't made it up yet. So uh, so I, I, I think there's general ideas, but specifics um, aren't laid down yet. And so uh, hopefully we'll get to see more of that, I think, in the, in the, uh, the next season. But um, uh, what was the second part of the question? Oh, mannerisms. Um, yeah, you know. I, I I think that uh, what I decided to do with uh, Murphy's physicality was it, it, it to me it, it's sort of indicative of his being traumatized um, by the zombies. It's it's more about his um, you know being strapped in, down to a table and being injected and then getting attacked by a bunch of zombies and, and left for dead. Mm-hmm. It's gonna mess with you, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. And so, and then knowing that I have these giant open wounds that are on my body the whole time, there's something very vulnerable about that whole thing. Your your flesh is exposed, basically. And so, you know, I thought about that when I was sort of working on his um, physicality. Was that, you know, that's that's got to be something that he's always aware of and protecting you know instinctually it's 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 something he's going to keep his hands over it as much as possible and um and and kind of keep on guard about you know he's got his and it's kind of a great metaphor his fleshy open wounds you know right on his sleeve it's right there it's it's right on the surface so you know i i think that really feeds into what Murphy does physically. Susan, you get your last cool. question there. All right. The final question, you get to pick a number between one and 26. Oh, that's my question. Oh, we, oh. she pick has a number. And then I have a question. <laughs> she has like, yeah. <laughs> that's the question. Uh, 17. Okay. <laughs> In the distant future, historians will agree that blank marked the beginning of America's decline. <laughs> that blank beginning of America's decline? Yes. <laughs> Fill in the blank. <laughs> hmm. um, I am going to say the internet. <laughs> <Uh-oh>. <laughs> Probably not going to be a popular answer for a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least we're at the beginning of the decline, so you know. Exactly, right? <laughs> we're contributing to it. <laughs> we're just speeding it along. Right. Yes. <laughs> well, I think that about wraps it all up here tonight. Uh, we thank you so much for coming out to join us, Keith. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate it. Answering some of our questions. Mm-hmm. And we normally end the show with Susan saying, We give you mercy. We'd love to have your take on that. I would say I give you mercy. (laughs) (laughs) Which is letting your dead relatives into your house to eat you. (laughs) Or maybe not. (laughs) Yeah, really good. You know, I should have said that when I let him in that house. I give you mercy. (laughs) 
you know, I see T-shirts coming out. That's all I'm I'm gonna, I'm gonna claim my copyright on that right now. <laughs> and we've got it on the internet. Yes, we'll, we'll have yes. it on the internet. Uh, and so starts the decline yes. of the Western world. Yes. Again, thank you so much for coming out and joining us. Thank you, guys. Have a good night. You too. Bye. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Bye.